It's been a rough year for crypto investors. <laughs> Aw, Travis, it's okay. <laughs> and it's important to know how to survive a bear market. Because when you poke the bear, the bear pokes back. <laughs> Today, we'll speak with Fred Shabesta, co-founder of the global personal finance comparison website, finder.com. Fred's got a lot of insights into the financial markets and will provide some valuable info to help you navigate the bear. Hey, I'm here. Travis is here. Fred's here. And you're here. And that's all that's needed to say, welcome to episode number 202 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Does Travis need a hug? No. You sure? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's been a rough year, but we are still here. It's the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. He's Travis Wright. I'm Joel Com, And those are fake tears over there. Those are fake tears over there. That is for sure. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. But, you, I, you know, Well, I was crying because my crypto market looks down. It is. It's been It'll a down be year and we're still waiting for, you know, the next bull run. And who knows, you know, it's, it's I believe it's going to happen. And when it does, it's going to take people totally off guard. But I'm ready to be off guard. <laughs> Joel, I just want to say this. You know, we've done over 200 episodes so far. And Joel is awesome. Aww. That guy, that guy say, is amazing. You say the sweetest things that I tell you to say. That's so true. This French Shabesta guy we're going to have on the show today, he's pretty good, too. He's the best uh, of all. He is. He is of all time. You guys are going to enjoy that. But first, let's give a shout out to our show sponsor. Who's sponsoring us right now, Trev? The show sponsor is Digitex Futures, and that is Digitex, D-I-G-I-T-E-X, futures.com. Uh, they're launching a commission-free trading platform for Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, for future contracts. What's cool about it is uh, it's a you know they're eliminating all transaction fees as well as withdrawal and deposit fees, and so that's pretty handy. Nobody else is really doing this in the futures market, and the platform also will ha has a really intuitive and effective UI that allows uh, users to trade with one click. Pretty handy, and uh, you know full disclosure: Joel and I are actually advisors of this project. We started advising them their crypto project or their token was. 0. 0.008 cents that's eight tenths of a penny now it's sitting at about 13 cents a uh, 13 cents a, a token 13 cents a penny was what i was about to say are we taking credit for that or is it just yeah it's all awesome? it's all us so we have been I, amazing so their exchange is launching at the end of the year but you can sign up for their early access wait list and be one of the very first to trade commission free badco.in forward slash futures will take you there so type that into your little browser thingy and watch the magic of the interwebs. They'll take you there. Badcode.in forward slash futures. Yes, Digitex. Yep, yep, yep. You're on the list. And what will happen is you'll be put on a waiting list. And, um, and so you can actually refer friends to be on the so you can grow. There's actually 412,000 people in line to get access to this thing right now. And uh, that's pretty cool. I'm I'm positioned 244,000 because I didn't sign up early enough. 
Mm, that's too bad. But you're in, so it's good. I'm in. And I'm in. We've got a great interview for you guys with uh, Fred Shabesta. He runs a uh, crypto financial services company called Hivex, but he is also the founder of Finder.com. They're, uh, they compare everything from credit cards and loans and shopping coupon codes to crypto exchanges and wallets uh, via mm-hmm. their Crypto Finder website. We talk about all kinds of things, including how to survive a bear market. Yep. So. Yep. So finder.com forward slash cryptocurrency is their area on their site that allows you to do all this comparison with all the crypto stuff. Pretty handy resource. I would recommend taking a look at that. And I would also recommend listening to this interview. I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another that we should have Fred Shabesta. Sh- Sh- I can't speak. Shabesta. On the show. Heard it from a Fred who... Heard it from a Fred. Nice. Heard it from a Fred. Uh, Fred is uh, the co-founder of Finder.com, one of the biggest global personal finance comparison websites in the world. They compare everything from credit cards, loans, money transfers, shopping coupon codes to crypto exchanges and wallets. He is also with HiveX.com, H-I-V-E-E-X.com. And uh, he's with us here. It's very early where he is, but that's okay because he knows that it's good to be bad. Welcome to the show, Fred. Thanks, Joe. Good to have you on, uh, Troll. Feel, feeling pretty, pretty rough, pretty bad this morning. That's okay. We're, that's the story of my life. I'm always feeling pretty rough. <laughs> it's like 7 so a.m. there for you. Did you tie one on pretty nicely last night to go out there and drinking with your mates? You know, I stopped drinking about a month and a half ago. I, I've kind of, yeah, just to sort of finish that part of my life, really. But I went to a medieval fair on the weekend, which was really wild. Lots of jousting and, and sword fighting and hammer throwing. And it was awesome. Nice. Party like it's 1582. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if, if there was anywhere to party, I would have like, got you know, get a horn full of ale and, uh, you know, a... Uh, um, an old school wine or something would have been good, but um, yeah, not, grab like I a whole pig leg. Uh, you know, I guess what they do. Yeah, yeah. Yark. Up a dock. I was just, I was about to go into a pirate voice for some yeah, reason. Like, yark, uh, baby, I mean, yeah, pig leg. I got a pig leg. <laughs> well, Fred, we're glad that you uh, you joined us here for fun, frivolity, and crypto talk. Tell us a little bit how you went down the cryptocurrency rabbit hole. What sucked you into this market? You, you know, I, I guess I'm a bit of a, uh, always been a bit of a tinkerer. I've always played around with stuff as a kid. And I looked at Bitcoin way, way, way. I was one of those early miners tinkering around with my little, you know, it must have been a Pentium back then. Just spinning up. It's all about the Pentiums. Yeah, way back there. And, you know, I kind of left it alone for ages. And then... I was in New York City, we were building com, and someone said, you know, there's a lot of articles people talking, asking comments about Bitcoin. I'm like, I'm not sure exactly what that is. You know, I've forgotten, you know, I've lost, I, I kind of know, but I don't really know what it turned into, what's Ethereum. And I, I kind of like said, look, we need to start writing about this. So we started writing about it on Finder, writing articles and researching it. And this area of the website just started taking off people start really hungry about this really hungry about for the information and that was really interesting when we saw that we, we sort of formed up a team and we started comparing exchanges and that just took off 
And I kind of got in, you know, one of my friends I was hanging around with, he, he kept bombing me, telling me about all these technologies, all these things. And dinner after dinner, I was sitting with this guy and he's like literally on his phone, glued onto his phone, like a good, you know, crypto person is. And I was like, all right, fine. I'm just going to get in. I don't know what it is, but I'm just going to do it. And I just sort of started buying and started researching further and, and then literally just went so so far down the rabbit hole, it's not even funny. Um, and, and here we are today, we're running this OTC desk, Hivex. Yeah, I've I sort of gone all the way down, all the way down and all the way back up. All the way down, all the way up. I mean, you have a site that, that's, that's, you know, talking about finance and all this finance decisions. And if you didn't have crypto stuff on there, it would be... It, <laughs> It would be a big hole. Like, where, where's the crypto stuff? Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Now it's on there. And I was actually looking on the crypto page, and I noticed there was not a link to the best, you know, crypto podcast in the world on that. And so I was saying there's a big hole on that page currently because bad crypto is not on there. <laughs> like that. That's true. Right, that's going to be a great interview. Thanks for coming on, Fred. It's really nice chat <laughs> with you. All right, guys. I'm just going to log in to the website. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> Great stuff. So, what what are some of the? I know that you you have your own show as well, right? What 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 is uh, you maybe tell our audience about your show because I know I've seen some videos where you're talking some some mad stuff and it's really entertaining. And you know maybe what what is your show? What's the what's the idea behind it? Because I think our audience, if they like us for some reason, I, I think that they would definitely love you. You know, I I, I just try and be fun, like be fun. I call it you know, and just teach crypto as best I possibly can. You know, I try to go into the headlines and explain why is that important. I just sort of tell it in a fun way, bring some excitement, bring some energy. And I think people appreciate that. They just want a bit of an injection of, um, you know, they've got to learn about this topic. Because, you know, if you get into crypto, the thing is, I don't know, did you guys, how long did you guys spend learning crypto? Like in the beginning, like, did you have that, massive phase of like three months where you just go deep and it's just like that's all you're into yeah i suppose so i suppose we went down the hole and uh well we've never we've never come out though i mean that's you know our lives seem to revolve around what's happening now i'm actually drowning in crypto right now i i have a luckily i have a a nice uh, i can snorkel i have a snorkel to help me i went to full submarine level and um i it that that sort of helped me out um, I've recently, you know, emerged over the weekend and I went back down and, you know, it's nice down here. I think it's great. She just won up my snorkel with the submarine. That was so nice. Well, you, you know, know. Like, oh no, no, I got a submarine. Like, oh no, 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 no. I have one of those deep diving, deep sea exploration devices that I'm, that I'm in. So, we yeah. all live in a crypto submarine. <laughs> Joel's, um, hanging out at Crypto Atlantis. Mm-hmm. So good. You know, he's at the bar drinking um, Ripple cocktails. <laughs> so what do you think of this current market? I mean, you give commentary on this, and it's been yeah. one heck of a year. Not uh, not exactly the most optimistic year in terms of prices, but optimistic in terms of the movement forward that we're getting in the crypto space. So where are we right now? What do you think? I, I built, uh, and I'm, you guys have been involved in the internet a long time as well. And 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 the thing about, I th- I think the phase we're in is we're in a, a building phase. We're actually, you know, a lot of promises have been made, and 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 you know, I know there's a lot of coins that have gone down in value, but really, 
it's it's incredible. And, and and I like I look at the space as like no coin is a bad coin. All coins are good coins because at the end of the day, it's helping to build this this technology. It's helping to drive what we're trying to do forward. And the more people that get in, the better the space is going to get. It's like a a net effect. There are some you know very very bad actors, and I you know I feel bad for everyone who got involved with that. But, the, but for the greater other part I'm talking about with those coins, they're building technologies, right? They're actually constructing things. They're playing around and they're working with these blockchains. And from our experience of building on stuff, it's hard. It's not, there are no templates. There are no, you know, frameworks. It's it's like, if you remember, I remember building websites back in the, you know, in the, in the late 90s and, you know, we were building frame sets. We were building, you know, things with tables. We were there was no such thing as WordPress. We were building our own CMS. Mm-hmm. We were rolling our own of pretty much everything. And I think that's where we're at. We are establishing the building blocks of an industry to be able to grow and and do a lot of what the ideas that have been promised. If you, if you go back to the early internet boom, most of those businesses that failed, you know, like the Pets One, Webvan, that's done these days. That's what the new businesses are. The you know, pets online is just booming. Um, Webvan was really is really like you know Amazon delivery. It's uh, there's there's all sorts of services now where your supermarket stuff's delivered to you. That's normal. Well, well, days. that's because Fred. I mean, they were raising all that money back then without the the profitable business models in place, right? So they got all this funding, and then they took all that money and they built the fancy offices and they spent like crazy into oblivion. And I think that needed to happen for us to see, hey, there's real business that can take place here but we need to build a real model around it and have the the customer base to support it. 100%. And and not only did they spend a lot of money I think which is again it's as much as that's you know it was probably a bit frivolous. There are other there were places in there in their shotgun approach where they funded other developers, you know, or other product managers or marketers that eventually went on to market and build and develop the actual products and applications and businesses that we use today. They are the, they're almost the dinosaurs that we look back on, fossilized in immortality of, of the internet boom. And and we go, Oh, you know, they didn't make it, you know, but at the same time, they actually helped us get to where we are. They were the ones that made these, you know, applications made these frameworks, and 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 sure, they they didn't make it, and a lot of them aren't around today. But they're kind of like from an evolutionary and Darwinian process. I I see is that's that's where we are now in 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 blockchain, and 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 it's actually we should be like super happy and fortunate that there were investors that have funded this this phase, even though it might look like a big rise and a fall to some extent from a prices perspective. You couldn't have asked for a better funding of the phase to build the foundations of this industry. Like, that's amazing. It is a really fascinating space. I mean, there's so much going on in this. I mean, you know, depending on how long you've been in the space, you know, you just see news and you see all these different things. Crypto going up, crypto going down. It's definitely it's definitely a fun thing. But, you know, what I love about it is, is blockchain and how blockchain is really impacting so many industries because, you know, we have a show once a week where we spotlight different crypto projects and we have anywhere between two to four projects on each episode. 
And we've talked to over 200 different projects that are building on blockchain. And most all of them are different projects. And so maybe I'd want to ask you then, so so you're down under. We have a huge fan base down under. It's actually our second largest audience is in Australia. They love us down there. What are some of the projects that you've seen built on on blockchain uh, in Australia or some of the blockchain projects in Australia that that have really sort of wowed you? It's it's difficult to say where a company's based these days with a lot of these teams. You know, as much as That's true. they might have some of them, you know, based in Australia, I, I don't think that they're actually I think they're so decentralized in and of themselves. Like there are developers and people everywhere. So I, I wanted to call out that I think everyone's building this this industry as much as we could claim certain things. I think, you know, there are some interesting ones like Haven, which has a stable coin built alg- algorithmically. I think Power Ledger has really led the way in terms of electricity and, and what they're doing with that. I think it's that's very interesting. Um, I spoke to Kenya yesterday with their freelance marketplace, and they've sort of Cambrian explosion built everything I can possibly you know you could imagine for for an ecosystem on blockchain, and it, it kind of reminded me of you know right now you turn over you know every rock and you see like you know, it, all these surprises come out from every single one and you can kind of go down almost every path and there's an opportunity there. And I think there's a lot of bit, lot, of, lot of projects that are doing that, but there's some of the ones that I think are interesting. There's no major, I wouldn't say like major protocols or, or things like that there, that are being constructed. Stable coins are definitely, the stable coin place is quite interesting. I think one of the things that, you know, Australia's done really well has led from a regulation perspective. There is a license that an exchange can get with the government. It's not like the bit license. It's 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 better than that. You know, from New York City, it's it's uh, it's actually attainable. It ha- it's feasible to get, and then it just provides all this clarity of what to do. And I think that stability has brought about. A massive amount of exchanges and, and banking uh, support within Australia versus other countries, where I think it's a little little more difficult. It's unclear as exactly what it, you can and can't do. Particularly in the US, we found it's this you know again all the different states you've got, all of the different you know markets. It makes it quite difficult. If you compare that, I guess to Australia, where again, third of October is a very big date because all these is 160 exchanges that have gotten um, a license, and, and I think that'll um, that'll really change things. So, Fred, your site, thefinder.com, has been around for a decade or so. Was that your entry into technology in the internet, or were you doing anything before that? Yeah, no i I used to run a, a company that that built websites. And, and, and Finder was really one of the experiments that sort of came out of that. But um, I was back in the day doing SEO, uh, real old school SEO, but uh, old school digital. Does that marketing. mean black hat SEO? When you say old school SEO, that means you're doing some nefarious things, huh? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was, I did some of that SEO myself. <laughs> I confess, Travis, I I touched all the wires. I think I got. Penalized at least five times by Google. That's for sure. Oh wow, that's SE no. And we're supposed to do and recovered. Yeah. So uh, in passing, you mentioned that you may have purchased a product of mine 
uh, a number of years ago. That's true. I I remember way back in the day, you had a site, I think it was like 500 words, which I think is still kicking around. Uh, this yeah, is like- 500words.com. Yeah. It was my answer to the million uh, dollar homepage. Remember the guy sold a million pixels to uh, to sponsors? And, and I looked at that and I said, well, if he can sell pixels that have no SEO benefit, what if I pushed traffic to a site that had links on it and just sold keyword links? And it worked. In fact, the site's still links. up. I just went to that site. Yeah, I just looked at it. I wonder how many of those sites are still live. Yeah, no idea. But it was 500words.com, so I sold. Um, and each word was, I don't know, a few hundred dollars, I think, because I, I made $75,000 <laughs> selling links on that site. Now, what if it was like Dominican Republic? That is that two words or is that one word? That's one. It, it's okay. considered a compound. Okay. It was one word. I'm just trying to get the. I'm just trying to get the you know the terms and conditions down here. Yeah, and then I I took that site because it was so successful. I had peers coming to me say, "How did you do that? I want to make a word site of my own." And so I packaged it up and called it the Link Sizzler, and sold several hundred copies of that. I think and made another seventy five grand. Yeah, I, I bought one. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. That's great. That's. Yeah, like, but I unfortunately I couldn't sell the links like like yourself, which was, I think you sort of framed it really well and you packaged it, you know, really nice. It's amazing that it's still live as well. Well, I I left it because I said when I sold it, when I sold the words, I said this is going to stay up for as long as you know I can leave it up there. I'm sure nobody, you know, if I took it down now, it's not like anybody would come to me and say, I'm not getting any SEO anymore. You're probably not getting SEO anymore anyhow. But for a time, the site had a page rank of five, I think, in Google. And people were, it was working. Nice. Good idea, Mr. Joe Com. You got all these ideas. That's awesome. So you've been, you've been doing the technology thing for quite some time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, that's, that's, it's hard to explain that, but I think, yeah, this will, this, I remember this very clearly. This, um, I probably still had the technology somewhere in a, on, a, on a computer somewhere as well. But, I mean, you've been building sites and doing stuff online a year. And this is, you know, crypto is not your entry into this rodeo. You've just expanded into crypto. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us, uh, uh, what is Hivex? Hivex is, I guess, it's, it's an OTC desk. So people come to us with, you know, bigger chunks, you know, not like these people who say they've got a million Bitcoin or, you know, I've got, I've got, I'm looking to sell, uh, or I've got 500,000 Bitcoin. I think all of those trades are not real. I'm talking about real people who go, you know, I want to sell a million dollars US or Australian or whatever currency they want in Bitcoin. And I want one price so that they can easily ask us and we give them one price and we buy the whole thing from them. Or if you want to, if you want to, buy the bitcoin or sell we don't mind we'll make you a price buy or sell um every day of the week yeah that's that's uh that's awesome now with with uh crypto you know it's going up and going down it's just it's just such a crazy space when did you say how long ago did you get into crypto i think i I was really in crypto last year at the the mid mid last year really that's what that's what uh when joel and i sort of got this thing going we we, we've been chatting about it since the election and politics stuff and talking about crypto and really, it was 
you know, we had this conversation around blockchain being a solution, voter ID, maybe helping, you know, eliminate the the potential for fraud in voting. And I know there's another company in Australia. What is it? Horizon State. Is that right, Joel? Yep. Mm-hmm. Horizon State. No, are yeah, they Australian? I think yeah. they are. I know Jamie quite well. Yeah, I like Jamie. Good guy. We had him on year, a long time ago. We've had him on and we had Power Ledger on and we had Haven on, the three that yeah, have been mentioned here. Uh, coincidentally yeah we actually had power ledger and horizon state on on the same episode Mm -hmm. which was kind of ironic which was a pretty epic pretty epic show right there um so what is what are some of the things that you look at so you're doing you're doing a show and you know so what is your eye on out there in the crypto space now what what's what's got your attention i'm really fascinated as to where we go from here from the perspective i think a lot of I, and I and I don't know if I've you know I I talk about this from this perspective. I, I you know everyone says oh you know cryptocurrency is like you know going back to the Dutch days of tulip mania and all those kind of things. I don't think it is. I think potentially what was was this whole ERC twenty token. I think that was a tulip mania. That was you know everyone was just printing tokens, writing little white papers, and just saying they could do whatever they want. And and that that's what sort of created that massive you know bubble that that I think you know has hurt a lot of people. I think that the underlying technology bug got proven, and and the extent of it, and the and the and the size of it got really really interesting. And we saw potentially from from that real wave, we we saw the limitations of some of the protocols. And I think what t- that taught us is that hey, scaling this is an issue before scaling wasn't an issue because there weren't that many people in no one really not not enough people needed to do that many transactions all at once for it to be a problem and in this kind of birth you know these new protocols i don't think in the future that we're going to see this ico craze again i think it's going to be much more controlled much more stayed you know, potentially with security tokens, I think that they're definitely going to be a, a thing. People are going to figure that out. It just, the, the laws around it is just unclear. It means governments are going to be slow, but we'll get there on that. I do think that some of these newer blockchains, and I've seen some amazing prototypes of products, which could never run on Ethereum, but are, 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 are posting transactions every two seconds. Like I've seen one that does real-time music that literally posts uh, they're called emanate and and literally they they write it to the eos blockchain every two seconds and and they say who owns this music and they pay that that music owner every two seconds which is a major issue in music right the ownership of, of sounds and songs and who owns what is is being you know they they thieve each other more brutally than you know software developers really Man, you just gave me a great idea for Joel because uh, they, he's having this. He created ten years ago in December the iFart app on on uh, you know iOS. And oh, dude, yeah. you need to put that on the blockchain, Joel. Farts on the blockchain. These sounds are yours every time somebody plays one of those farts. You get two cents. Come on, Joel. <laughs> Fart chain. So I found an article here, Fred. You made a prediction um, back in April that Bitcoin would be seventy five hundred by June first. And in the same article, this is on uh, MoneyMorning.com. You predicted that Bitcoin would hit thirty seven thousand five hundred by the end of two thousand eighteen. Would you care to revise 
those predictions, or do you still think we're going to see a serious bull run? That's that's a tough one. You know, we we've got. Um, I think if you if this ETF goes through on the thirtieth, I think that could be very strong. But even with that, I think there are a lot of people who are still gun shy. They're a little bit sore. They're not buying back in right now, and I think there's more time. It was probably a bit of an early call back in back in back then. It was it looked you know people. I, I think the feeling was that we're going to go down, but they will go straight back up. Um, and I don't think I've had had enough time, I guess, to to, to experience all of the ups and downs of of um, cryptocurrency and and how you know it goes through these flows. Every halvening kind of seems to be another massive bull run, which is in twenty twenty um, again is the next time. So, do you think it's gonna? Or, you know, what are you if you're looking at December thirty first right now, which is you know a little more than three months out? What do you what do you want to revise that to? I think we're gonna stick around this. You know, six, seven uh, range. Maybe it might touch five. Maybe it might touch eight. But I don't. I think it's going to go very just sideways for a long time. I don't think there's going to be any particular major thing that will drive consumers back into. You know, and I'm talking about Bitcoin from that perspective because that's really the gateway still that controls. Right. I think it's over fifty percent dominance still today. And, and unfortunately, you know, even if you look at Ripple last week, you know, it went up 200% and pulled back 100%. And that, that reminded me of the days, you know, I'm sure you guys remember as well, you know, that's like in those November, December, January days. I just can't see what's going to start that trigger again when, you know, we've got all these protocols coming on and that's going to be, it's almost like I see there's like bandwidth. It's like when we everyone rolled out. If you remember when we sort of moved from modem to, to broadband, I, I feel like that's kind of what we're doing with these new protocols. And and that changes the applications that are possible. I think we need to build some of those first. And then people will start using tokens. I think some of these gambling sites, I know this sounds a bit rough, um, but they they're people people are quite used to using tokens in websites like that. I think they will continue to drive some adoption and I think there are some, but they're just the applications that we need are going to take a lot long, lot longer to build. And, and I think that 2020 mark sounds relatively good. It might be a bit later. It, I would, I would forecast at least two years to construct something major that's going to, you know, really change things. I think we're going to go in a bit of a, a, a cold freeze and ice age of blockchain to some extent. Mm. Well, you, you made an interesting point there because, you know, now with all these new platforms and all these new blockchains that are out, these are new projects and new dApps that are going to be built on those different infrastructures, right? Back in last year, Ethereum was pretty much the only one where you could build smart contracts on because Neo wasn't even quite ready yet. And and so you saw everybody flocking to Ethereum and people, you know, saying, oh, wow, well, we could make the blockchain a little better. So that's why I think there's not going to be that particular type of just craze, as you mentioned, the tulip craze then, it's just because... Now, well, you could put it on Archain, or you could put it on Stellar, or you could put it on any of these other platforms that are out there, right? There's GoChain. There's so many different ones out there that are fast and are doing epic stuff. And then we saw all these industries flock in and create new projects on Ethereum. Are those same kind of projects going to then also, you know, oh, well, there's not an insurance company on Stellar yet, so we better yeah. build one there, right? So it's like you can see these new marketplaces are going to be built on all these other platforms and not, and who knows who's going to be the main dominant ones aside from Ethereum, right? 
So I, I think there's going to be two phases coming up. One is, you know, these corporations that are, that are coming in and they're going, you know, oh, we're going to build this XYZ on blockchain. We're going to, you know, and they go, you know, what blockchain are we going to build on? Well, they go, they go oh, we're going to build on a private blockchain. And I'm like, okay. And what that, that reminds you of, if you go back again, I'm going back to the early internet days. If you remember when everyone was saying, um, we're going to build an intranet. It's like, we're not going to build on the internet. In other words, build our own, right. Internet. They were going to build their own uh-huh. version. Correct. You know, and, 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 and a private blockchain to me is I'm going to build my own internet or, you know, I'm going to build my own, own, um, internal telephone system. It's like, okay, that's cool. If you want to go and try and, you know, own the blockchain as well. Good luck with that. But building and owning and managing a blockchain, if you look at how many developers and all the issues that surround that to effectively keep it, keep it running and keep it, keep it, you know, operating in such a, um, trustworthy way is is you know it's 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 almost social plus finance plus technology um plus politics all mixed together in a suit where you need to you know dominate and 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 do all of those at the same time Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i feel about ripple right it seems like it's kind of a centralized sort of a blockchain right it's like it's not exactly like what you're describing but that's like always been one of my problems with ripple it's like look it's not a decentralized one. And look, there's a hundred billion or whatever tokens and you're holding back in this vault 60, you know, billion of them. And like, wow, you can just drop those anytime. And, you know, so to me, I've had a, that that was like an issue. And then you start doing private blockchains and it's almost like, Hey, trust us. Okay. We're going to build our own private blockchain and we're going to audit ourselves, And we're going to tell you that everything's good. (laughs) Just don't know if you can quite trust it. I agree, and 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 look at where did the internets go? Well, there's no such thing as an internet anymore, right? You do have stuff which is, you know, on the cloud or in the internet, the public internet, and people log in. They have their own logins to it. But no like one Slack channels now are kind of like an internet, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Again, Some but organizations are using those. Yeah. And, and I think that's that's important to 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 understand. Um, Going back to what you were saying um, about, you know, oh, there's, you know, there's not an insurance one on this, or there's no decentralized exchange on this protocol. I do think that is going to be some, to some extent a path. I think that, you know, the one of the reasons why people use Ethereum so much is because so much of the infrastructure and frameworks are constructed. Whereas, you know, if you go and try and build on some of these newer protocols, it's really hard. Like the basics aren't done. Like it's not easy to just have, oh, there's no, there's no easy wallets. There aren't, you know, an easy system to do, you know, basic smart contracts. Like all of these support and ecosystem components are not done. And what I think is going to happen is projects, instead of, you know, doing an ICO, they're going to sort of say, well, if we want to still be, become, still be relevant, say in a year's time. We need to build all that same stuff that Ethereum's built. And the only way really to do that is to go and attract some really cool developers. And how do you do that? Well, normally startups have amazing developers inside them. And that was that was sort of the way they, that, that sort of happened, I believe, with this ICO thing, right? So these awesome developers came and joined these ICOs and they built this, some, some incredible stuff. 
The issue is, but the tokenomics and the whole utility token thing, I think, is flawed. I, I think that's all going to go very close to zero. But it's brought a lot of really cool developers in. And I think what these protocols need to go, do is go, hey, we've got these all these awesome projects. We've got all these things we need to build. We're going we're gonna to raise up money, do our own ICO to some extent on our own protocol, in our own token as well. To, to attract back in these developers to complete these projects and fuel the ecosystem of our protocol versus another protocol. And, 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 and the model you can look at, if you look, if you zoom out and have a look at, you know, Joe Lubin and what he's doing on Ethereum, the whole reason why I think he runs consensus, that whole consulting thing, which is huge amounts of wages every month is because he owns so much Ethereum and he wants his, he wants his investment to live on. He wants his investment to continue. So just in the same way, I think if protocols aren't going and doing that, they aren't building all the foundations and fundamentals like you were saying, then I don't think they're going to survive. They're going to become irrelevant because when a developer comes to you know, build a startup and, and use this, build an application on top, if, if those elements aren't there, you know, all these frameworks and components and stuff like that um, and, and systems and services, if they're not there, then they'll go, well, this is going to be much harder to do. So I'm going to go and use this block, this protocol instead. And, and I think another, another thing I'm, I'm, I'm really bullish on, I think, which is, again, particularly controversial, is that I think most protocols as well, um, their transaction fees, you know, even if they think they're going to survive on them, are going to go to close to, if not zero, like very close to. You know, if we think about how much do we pay to use... Um, you know, a domain name these days. I'm sure, Joel, you remember back in the day buying a domain name. It used to be pretty pricey, right? Going on the internet, buying hosting. It was probably, Network Solutions was probably $35 or so in, you know, 1996, I'd say. Yeah. And and then you had to buy hosting, what that was like. And you had to buy it for two years. You couldn't just buy it for one year, if I recall, at least on some of those channels, right? And actually before that, they were free. Like if you'd have got on in 94, 95, all you had to do was just, you know, ask for a domain. Yeah. Give it to you. <laughs> and I think that's the same thing. What we're going to see, I think eventually what's going to come out is some sort of open source protocol that, you know, I, I don't know the consensus mechanism. I'm not sure how it's going to work, but it's essentially going to be just as good, if not the, you know, you know unbelievably amazing to run. It's fast, it's, but it's built by developers in an open source way um, and it's free. It's completely free, and that's going to disrupt all the other protocols. Something like, and, and you know, it, what it reminds me of is, you remember when we were building all these sites, like you know, in frame sets, and we we're using, you know, I think it was Front Page, Microsoft Front Page back in the day, and then it was actually initially FTP software, and Microsoft bought that from them, and we were making image maps. <laughs> yeah, image maps. I remember that, um, and. If you remember from there, the revolution of when these open source CMSs came, you know, and then all these private CMSs just died. You know, you've got WordPress. WordPress just blossomed the whole blogging, you know, content, massive, you know, evolution of the internet. Yeah, we were using movable type before WordPress. Yeah. 
And, and uh, yeah, WordPress came on the scene and things have changed. I, I think that, you know, we're in a much faster technology cycle as things seem to speed up more and more. But I, I've been saying for some time since I was building a website back in 1995 that where we are in blockchain feels a lot like that at the, the beginning of uh, the web. 100%. I, I, I 100% agree. And and I think that's what's what's exciting to me. And, and I guess that's sort of the reason why I'm here, why I'm in this industry is because I've seen this before. I saw this play out before. And, you know, I can feel the same ruminations. I can see the same patterns starting to emerge. But the thing is, this time, it's just way faster and way, 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 way quicker to spread. Like things spread way faster all these telegram groups, all the tweets, um, all the WhatsApp private channels, you've got way more publishing of the information so they can spread way, way, way faster. And I think that's what's, that's what is exciting to me about this, what this time around is that you've got this industry, you've got this revolution that's taking place. And I love being part of that. But you know what I'm loving is 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 this you know double down on the speed this time. Fred Shebesta of Finder.com and the Crypto Finder HiveX.com. Uh, Fred, uh, thanks so much for sharing with us today. Great to walk down memory lane and to hear your thoughts on the future of this technology that we are all addicted to. Thanks very much, Joel. Great to have great to talk with you as well, Travis. Fred is the the best uh he is he, he is great and uh we're actually going to be on his show here for too long right i just yes but i have a bad dad joke can i insert that here sure go ahead well i'm just thinking like i don't know if fred's married or not but she would be the she she besta the she besta he's the he besta he's the he besta and the she besta very nice if if he if, if he was married her name should be sheila and she'd be Sheila Shibesta. Well, she is She is I from Australia, did. probably, because they're from Australia. So she's a Sheila anyway. Or Sharon Shibesta. And then okay. she could just introduce herself as Shabesta. That's true. I've always thought, like, naming a kid, like, Al, Alan, and then he could be Al Wright. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be good. Hey, all right. All yeah. right. I, and all Fred's right. probably going, would you stop with the name jokes already? Of course, everybody yeah, He's probably not listening. Jokes. He didn't listen to this. <laughs> Thanks, Fred, for being on the show. We're looking forward to being on yours if you'll still have us. And we're grateful to all of you who listen to the Bad Crypto Podcast, helping make us one of the top crypto shows in the universe, not just this world, but in in galaxies and all you know planets known and unknown. We're apparently one of the top shows. That's true. We're closing in on 7 million downloads overall since we started this journey, Mr. Joel Com. That is Pretty exciting. Absolutely fantastic. Love it. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Hopefully we uh, shared some great knowledge and wisdom for you. Maybe even a couple of jokes. I don't I don't remember how hilarious we were on this episode. Yeah, probably, probably not too much, but Shabesta probably Bad. Not too hilarious. Probably not, but Shabesta Bad. That was horrible. That was a horrible bad dad joke. Yeah, stay bad. Stay bad. Who's bad? 
Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.